My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, my end What's going on, family? This is another Get to the Bag podcast episode And it's Money Monday, baby, which you know, hey if it's money money, you know I got a good guest on here who's making some good money, right? And of course, as usual, I got my main man, my brother, my best friend, my everything, man. It's my guy. Young E in the building, man. What's, What's good, good, bro? <laughs> What's good? What's good? Can't I can't say much at the intro like that. Much appreciated. All love, bro. All love. Most definitely, most definitely. So for those of y'all who are just now like tuning in and, and understanding that. Oh, he got he got head on that now. Oh, who's this guy? For, for y'all who don't know, for like the backstory, because we've talked about it before on on a podcast. But like literally, I've been knowing this guy since we were like what five. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like literally, we go way back. It's like almost a thirty year relationship in the making. You know, still, you know, because I say in the making because we still writing the chapters, right? It's still going. But literally, we have made it out of some of the worst situations only because we were together and we stayed we kept it tight right so when i was down bad he had my back if anything happens to him i got his back no matter what yeah. and that's just how we keep building um the 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 nut in a nutshell to to simplify the story when we were young we were about 15 yeah. 14 15 and we came to a conclusion that our families Eh, not gonna be that helpful and you know getting to the bag and actually getting to another level in life so we were like look bro i got your back you got my back that's it like family ain't gonna help and literally since then we you know we made that like pack and it was written in stone and ever since then i mean we took off he became a millionaire first and then i followed so uh, now we killing it together, so it yes, feels sir. good to have my main man here with me, and you know helping you all not not just having here to talk and introducing y'all to him, but also having him here to share his game. See, I got a lot of game for you, but he got a lot of game on a whole different level, right? Because I do stocks, I do business as far as you know online e-commerce things like that. My man does real estate and really anything business. So we got you know yeah. together. Shit, we got a fucking treasure chest full of game oh, yeah. and knowledge and gems, right? So that's in a nutshell who he is for those of you all who are just now tuning in. And other than that, what are we talking about today? Well, it's a really good, you know, he he brought it up to me. I'm like, man, we gotta talk about that on the podcast. And and essentially it's, you know, we making our own rules and how it doesn't work for us, right? We make our own rules and it's not necessarily beneficial to us, people like me who look like us, right? And I think this is going to be a really good episode just because I'm realizing, you know, the more and more I think about it, when he, you know, told me about it, I'm like, bro, we got to talk about that because we can't follow the rules for shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no matter what it is, we got to remix it, right? And for some, you know, in some things like music, remixes work. Sometimes the sequels to movies work, but when it comes to business and things that require, you know, a roadmap, you can't change the fucking rules. 
So I'm super excited to talk about this today. Uh, before we get started, if any of you have you know something like this you want to talk about or you got a topic or you just want us to answer a question, put it um, actually give us a five star review and then put that question or topic in the five star review. We'll see it and then we'll answer. It, all right. Other than that, let's get this thing rolling, man, because I, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this topic. So what what are you seeing, man, when people change the rules to games and, and to just things, period? Yeah. So, you know, and I was I'm, this happened to me. Right. So this is an experience, like Tay said, we're bringing to this to this uh, forum right now. And it was really interesting because, you know, I, I have, you know, attained some success. I have a few businesses. And so a lot of times it's being I, modest. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times with that, though, right, people, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, I'd love to get with you, talk to you about some of the stuff you're doing. Um, and really just kind of understand, you know, your story or how you're going about things. And so, of course, you know, I'm like, OK, well, you know, within my schedule, try to find time and do that. And I saw a bit of a pattern, I guess, for me and something when patterns jump out to me, I'm one of them like, I want to take note of this. But um, I, I met a guy who, you know, he's actually doing well in his in his job. He's, he's a salaried employee. He's doing he's doing big things. He's in the real estate and the land use space. And, you know, he, he we've met each other. We know each other for a couple of weeks, I guess, at the time when he asked this and he was trying to understand, like, what I do. And so, you know, we had been emailing, we even had a phone call, but then we were like, you know, let's just get together and mm -hmm. talk about it, you know. And so we sat down and as we were going through kind of I was telling my story and he was asking questions and I was trying to give him you know, pretty, pretty honest and, and transparent answers. And what I found bro, was. He kept responding back with like, yeah, well, I mean, that sounds like, you know, it, it would work for you. But like for me, I've got to just do it different. So I'm going to try this. Or I'm going to try that. Or I'm going to try this. And I was like, OK, well, you know, everything doesn't have to take the same path. Right. But there's a, there's a general direction you need to go in. You know, there's more than one way to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're just going in the wrong direction. Right. Um, and so, you know, the thing that jumped out to me was, you know, I had asked him before and he was like, yeah, well, I tried to start a business this way and it didn't really work. You know, these couple of things just didn't pan out. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then he's like and then I had a partner and I was trying to do this with him and that didn't pan out. And so I guess, you know, he's kind of, you know, third time's a charm, maybe. But he was asking me these questions and I realized I kept bringing him like, here's my opinion. But also as somebody who's done this, like I study other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I have mentors. I have other, I have great counterparts. I've got a brother who has his own business and, and, mm -hmm. and actually thriving. And I'm like, we don't do everything exactly the same. But a lot of stuff that we do that works, right. we take that and say, OK, how do I incorporate that in? Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking to this guy. And when I tell you, it was like <laughs> every solution, he created a problem kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah. in my brain, I was sitting there and it just reminded me of this time when I was in college and we were talking about playing Monopoly. And it was like this argument over like, how do you play? Like, how do you play? And I'm like, but that's, that's not like, that's not a, like, that's not a rule or you can't do that. Right. And so I get it. You know, Monopoly is a game. Right. right. I, when I brought this up, I talked about Uno. Like there mm -hmm. are games and you can play them how you want to. Right. They're meant for fun. Right. Right. Enjoyment. But from a competition level. Right. When you think about games that way or when you step into the professional realm, you know, there are certain rules in an environment you've got to operate in. Right. And they have a certain way you have to conduct business or do certain things. Mm -hmm. Or you can conduct business the way you want to and you just don't succeed. Right. You're disqualified. <laughs> right. Right. You have violation. You Absolutely. just you can't you can't do that. And so what I'm finding, though, is I think that's something that's really impacting a lot of people. Right. Again, you know, an analogy I've used when I've talked to people before, you know, is about the game of Monopoly is, you know, growing up the way we grew up, I think about how we were either not educated at all right. or miseducated 
on you know how to conduct business how to grow a business how to build legacy mm-hmm. how to build wealth like all of those things are either absent or only given to us in pieces and you know fortunately like you said you know, we've been able to study um observe have mentors yep. and and figure it out put more of the pieces together and find a find something that works but i was thinking about monopoly in a way that man just imagine the way we grew up playing monopoly if we just left our environment and tried to go to like you know the world monopoly tournament or something like we'd be laughed out of there right we wouldn't get far it'd be like you aren't even you don't even set the board up the right way you don't even know the order of of things you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. you know and and so i feel like that's a problem that we're struggling with as a people but also particularly i think about my cohort my group right people in their you know mid to late 20s um early to mid 30s maybe even you know pre-40 and they're like trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and it's like there's there's great advice there's great quality information but it's like you can't just absorb it as it is and put it into practice Mm -hmm. and i'm just thinking like man you got the rule book you just don't want to read all of it and you want to try to invent scratch stuff out invent your own rules and while like i said you know some people you can be a trailblazer you can be somebody who completely you know it'd be a disruptor right like Mm -hmm. that's like a buzzword you know you can change trends um but understand the foundation for stuff is is really just the same especially in business just like you were saying absolutely and so for me what i wanted us to talk about i'd love to hear your experiences too i think it'd be helpful but just share how we saw things decided we really need to understand these rules mm-hmm. if we plan to play this game right. and then from that then we excel right then we put some flair on it right mm-hmm. you think about black people in sports right like basketball now wasn't how it was back mm-hmm. then Absolutely. you know football now wasn't how it was back then you can really think about almost any sport and the way that but but you had to play within a certain type of rules and if you were too good they changed the rules right but you had to play within a certain type mm-hmm. of rule set and i think that's something that you know we just need to communicate people need to realize that don't jump ahead you know for mm-hmm. you and this will be a good one maybe to, to, to pass it off to you pun intended is mm-hmm. thinking about street ball right right like we grew up playing basketball in the streets like mm-hmm. you know there was you know we didn't there was no shot clock right. had, out of bounds was, was the wall <laughs> or the grass you know like yep. it was a totally different like perspective and then going into you know regulated you know sports where you have referees right. you got a shot clock you've got all of these things and just like understanding how somebody who may not have the natural like abilities mm-hmm. may have not have the talent, um, but they know the rules. Right. They understand it. They've practiced. Right. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've practiced for how to operate in this space. They're better in this environment. Yep. And I think that's just something we should talk about because it doesn't only apply in sports. Right. But I think that's one of the easiest ways to 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 relate or correlate this. Absolutely. But when you think about them to the business world, it is absolutely a fact, you know. So I I turned over to you with that one, but that's just kind of what that's just kind of what was going through my brain. I was like, we gotta talk about this. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, and it and it hit me hard because I'm like, oh, because I of course you know I deal with a lot of people who are like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I tell them, and it's like, no, nah, I don't do that. And it's like, okay, so, and one of the things it actually grinds my gears. It, it pisses me off because. When I was younger, when we were younger, we used to have something called uh, the TSU Homecoming Parade, mm-hmm. right? It's a really big thing in Nashville. If you ever lived in Nashville, you know, like, if you Nashville, like from Nashville and you're black, you know, TSU Homecoming is like the event to go to. Yeah. And when we were younger, there was a guy who, and this was like way back when the Hummers were like the thing, right? <laughs> and there was a guy, a black guy, he had a Hummer. 
and it was like on 30s. It was like 30 inch wheels, like huge wheels, beautiful car. It was done up on the inside. And I'll never forget a friend of mine goes up to the guy and he goes, hey, what do you do for a living? And whatever that is, I'll follow it. He's like, just tell me what you did to get there. And two things I learned from that situation was, number one, there are rules and roadmaps to get to Mm -hmm. success, right? And you just follow the roadmap. (laughs) Don't change it. Don't make your own rules. Don't make your own. Oh, you know what? He said, go right. I'm going to go left and see if we can get there quicker. No, follow the roadmap. But two, what that taught me at a very early age was, if you have something of interest of others mm-hmm, that absolutely. others, yep. you know, find, you know, valuable or something that they want to achieve, you then could also make your own rules to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what I did. And if you do exactly that, this is how you get here. Yeah, it's tested. Right? It's proven. Yeah, yeah, it's proven. And at that point, I realized, one, I need to get to a point that everybody else wants to get to of somewhat, you know, some shape or form and two I need to find out somebody who's already up there (laughs) and because I have the discipline to follow whatever rules somebody puts in front of me that's a big that's a big one that big word right there discipline the D word that's the one nobody really wants to talk about it's a bad word but that I because I knew I'm like look let me find someone even if I can't touch them even if I can't get that conversation from them but I could at least like find the book. Did you write a book? Did you leave the roadmap in a book? Did you leave it in a video, a conference, whatever? What's the roadmap? I'll pay for it. I'll like whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason why it really pisses me off because I did it. I said, okay, hey, here's the thing. I'll follow it. I got the success. Yep. Right. Yep. I got there. And I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I saw I remember it made me think of the guy with the 30 inch wheels on the Hummer. That was the thing to do at the time when we were coming up. Well, the thing to do now, especially because not many people make it to this level, is to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> so I was like, I've always wanted one as a child. I've always wanted one as an adult. I'm here now. Yep. I know that people seeing me in this will ask them, what did I do to get this? So now I can make my own rules. Like, hey, this is what I did. Let's see you get there. Let's see if you follow it. Right. So I made it to this point. But now I'm like, okay, I told you what to do. <laughs> right. And I'm watching people and I'm like, I told you to drive the same car. I mean, especially if, like close people. If you're close to me, it's one thing to see me on Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, I get it. There's a lot of capping on, you know, Instagram and YouTube. So some of you are probably looking at me from afar like, mm, does he really have it? Like, yep. is he really doing what he said he does? But the people who are around us, the people who see like my team, like you should know. Right. I remember we were at a, we went to a event and we came in with a big party. So, you know, Clayton was there. Christian was there. Matt was there. We even bought Josh. Like, everybody mm-hmm. was there. My brother, you know, Felicia. Everybody came in. And, of course, you know, Matt is our federal agent slash security. And, you know, so he's got his suit on. And I had a guy come up to me. And he goes, damn. I know it's real now. <laughs> I thought you were capping. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought the Instagram was just a whole facade. I thought it was just this thing. 
but you got a white boy in here in a suit <laughs> following you around. I know you're real yeah. at that point. <laughs> Ain't no white boy putting no suit on for no nigga. You know, like that's that was his exact words. Was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Nobody's that's doing that. That's how it relates, though. Right? That's how that's how it translates to yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that was his. You know, that was what he said to me, and it made me one. It made me feel good to say, okay, this is what people need to see because it does create that. You know, okay, he's not capping. He's serious. He's for real. And also, it allows me to say, hey, okay, now follow my rules that I gave you, and you can get here too. That that's it. Mm-hmm. So it it really means a lot to me to be able to share what I'm doing, but it piss it does as someone who's passionate oh, about it. Yeah. You get it. We're we're so passionate to want to help others that it pisses us off when people don't follow, right? The 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 game plan we just laid out for you, mm-hmm. and it's similar. And we talked about this too. So you mentioned Monopoly. I like to think about Uno. So, you know, you play Uno and you put one down. If you go, hey, can we stack cards? And it's like, that's not in the Uno rules, right? <laughs> like, if you put a two down, that's it. Move on. Next person, right? But in our Uno days, right? Yeah, I know how I go. Continuations and shit. We go two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wild. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't do that, right? That, But that's our thing. In mm-hmm. our culture, that's yeah. what we like to do. We like to remix the rules. And when it's all for fun and games... I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, cool. Do your thing. But when it comes to your livelihood, your success, your financial success at least, like, you do not change the rules here. You play the game the way it was intended to be played, and you get the result. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I... I get it. Some of you probably asking now, to, oh, what's the well, okay? What well, shit? Tell me, and maybe maybe I'll listen now. What's the rules? <laughs> what are you What are you talking about, right? And I'm gonna give Ed his time to you know give him what his rules are to get where he got. But there is a few things that I could tell you right now. Super short, super simple. Number one, find somebody who's already where you want to be, mm-hmm. right? Pay them to help you. Now. The higher you pick, I'm going to just be honest with y'all, the higher you go, yeah. the higher the cost. That's just what it is. If you pick somebody who makes $200,000 a year, you might be able to get them for five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000, and maybe even cheaper. And they're like, hey, you know, five grand ain't much to me. Like, you know, I, I'm willing to do that. That's not, you know, it's not a lot of my time because you got to think time is very important to, a, especially the higher you climb. Oh, yeah. Because the higher you go, everybody or more people want the game from you, right? Because, you know, when people see me in the Lambo now, almost everybody and their mama want to, quote, unquote, pick my brain, right? I've had mamas, <laughs> literally, when I say everybody and their mama, literally, I have mamas, like people's mom go, hey, I cook dinner for you, baby. Come on over. Let's talk. And I'm mm-hmm. like, number one, are you trying to cougar me? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but number two, like, I, baby, like. I'm not coming over for a meal like I, like you got to give me something else than that mm-hmm. like my time is super valuable and you know I got a I got a nice little piece of ass at home that'll cook for me <laughs> I don't need your food right so it, it's it's different so when you're talking to someone who makes $100,000 $200,000 a year you may be able to get them to stop what they're doing mm-hmm. and give you the time to show you how they got there but some of you all shoot for the moon and you're like that guy up there, mm-hmm. t- that Mr. Tay Sweat guy, who, you know, that motherfucker makes, you know, 10 figures, you know, eight figures a year. I want to know how to get to 10 million. Stop what you're doing and give me the game. Mm-hmm. And then, so once again, there's a, it's a, a ladder, a hierarchy. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
And it's like my price ain't gonna be the same price as the guy who pay who makes two hundred k a year. I make two hundred k a week, so <laughs> I'm gonna want a little bit more because one, I got a lot of shit on my plate, and for me to cut something off to dedicate time to you, it's, of course, it costs more money. Mm-hmm. So, number one, finding someone, right? My guy, the first person who I used was AJ. A lot of you all know AJ. He goes by the online super coach. I needed somebody to teach me how to run my online fitness business. Mm-hmm. He personally charged me $5,000, but he helped me go from $5,000 a month to $25,000. Right? Paid off. Paid off, right? Yep. <laughs> Paid off right there. So that was totally worth it. And that's the game. But once again, when I tell people that, they're like, eh, but I ain't trying to pay nobody for no information. Though. Yep. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, well, you could change the rules. You didn't I'm just pass rule number one. Right, you can pass rule number one. Yep. But I'm like, you could change the rules, yes. But I'm telling you what worked for me and the person that actually followed my rules, it worked for them and my brother and my, you know what I mean? And yep. I start going down the list. It's like they did X, Y, and Z and followed the same roadmap and they make seven, eight figures a year. That, that's all I can tell you. From there, you have to decide whether or not you want to follow the rules of Uno or not. (laughs) So that's my number one thing. So find somebody who's where you want to be or at least somewhere in the the scope. So if you want to be a millionaire, maybe you can't jump to the millionaire. Maybe you got to get to the person who makes $90,000 a year. You pay him or her. She he or she teaches you a little something. You make some money from that. Then you got enough money to roll over into another person. Right. Same thing I did. AJ cost me $5,000. Then Ashley, she's like, hey, stuck at 25K a month? I'm like, yes, I'm stuck at 25K a month. I need help. She's like, I can help. I mean, I can help you get there, but I'm going to want $30,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) here we go, right? Mm -hmm. But guess what? I paid her the 30K, used OPM, right? other people's money i took a loan out for that i paid ashley thirty thousand dollars and i would tell him as i was studying okay. with ashley mm-hmm. i'm like bro like this girl is like she she sells something for thirty dollars and then she'll get it out to a hundred thousand people i'm like bro like she's making so much money like if i could do this 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 and that this how much we can make like watch this and literally as i work with ashley she taught me the game she's like look this is how it works right and it and it's helpful not only for you to make money as a business owner and a trainer but it's also helpful for people to be able to find you because I, at the point, you know, when I got online and I was doing really well with like my results, I was helping people drop 10, 20, 30 pounds a month. I was helping people reverse diabetes. I was helping people reverse mm-hmm. heart disease. Like literally we were helping a lot of people be better versions of themselves and live longer for their families. So I'm thinking, you're right. People do need that. And I'm doing a disservice not only to myself, but these people, if I don't learn how to get in front of them. Yep. So she helped me get in front of them and I helped them to get where they wanted to be. And then, of course, they paid me a small fee at the time. It was like three hundred dollars. And I got my goals accomplished. Right. And I went literally Ashley took me from twenty five K a month to over two hundred K a month. So it cost to do, though. Mm hmm. Right. So that's the first one. Find someone, scale up from them, right? Maybe you can't go to the top. Number two, please reinvest. Reinvest. 
reinvest. That is the rule number. I would say it's really rule number one. <laughs> but after you find someone to help you scale up, don't take the scale up money and spend it on some bullshit, please. Yeah. Please. Right? So you go from 50000 a year to 80000 a year. That doesn't mean you earned yourself a new fucking Mercedes. Take that money. Keep driving what you've been driving. You know, keep it fixed up. You know, new engine or whatever you got to do to it. But keep driving what you've been driving and put that extra 30 k a year into leveling up. More coaching more advertising more marketing more investing maybe you put it into stocks you know whatever that may be but reinvest it and when you get to a certain point you'll feel when it's time to splurge right for me personally a lot of you all are going to hate this but my rule was i won't buy it until i make that amount of money per month yeah right People, some people hate that shit. They're oh, like, yeah. wait a minute, that, that's way yeah. too far. <laughs> I want a hundred thousand dollar car. You mean I got to make a hundred thousand a month to get it? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what smart money says, mm-hmm. right? So for me personally, that was a rule of mine, it, especially for like material things. I, I'll say that cars, clothes, jewelry, like all of that stuff. I'll say that. Now, maybe a house. If you want to buy a house or a piece of real estate or something. Mm-hmm. No. You you can you can afford to do some other things. If you want to do a house like that too, that just even puts you in a better position because now it's like, all right, if I want a $500,000 house, I got to make 500k a month. I mean, you buy a house a month. Yeah. Cool, right? So, that's the thing. Now, but the only exception I will say that I gave myself and that I'm giving you is that if it's a house or or, or asset like real estate, something like that, I'll let that go. But if it's a car, you need to make it per month before you buy it. So I know some of you are asking, did you do that with your cars? Yes. That's exactly how I went. Mm-hmm. So when people see my lamb and my, and my Lambo, they're like, man, like that's a $700,000 car. Oh my God. Like, how did you get it? Like, what's the down payment on it? I love that question. I just get a big ass smile from ear to ear. What was the down payment on that? And I just smile. <laughs> I didn't buy this until I made $700,000 or more per month. As a matter of fact, my first month that I hit a million dollars is when I actually bought it. So when I hit a million per month, that's when I bought the car. Right. So when people ask me the down payment question, I'm like, "Ah, I didn't put anything down on it. I just paid cash for it. (laughs) And people's face. And their face. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. And for the last car before that, you know, I bought a McLaren. It was three hundred thousand. Guess what? I was making over three hundred thousand a month before I bought the McLaren. And we can go back before the McLaren. My next like really crazy expensive car that I had was I bought a, a Mercedes GLS mm-hmm. um, AMG. It was a beautiful truck, white you know white interior. It was beautiful. Um, it was basically like a more luxurious version of a G wagon, right? Um, slightly cheaper. G Wagon, you probably paid $200,000, $250,000 get the top of the line. I paid for a, for this one, I paid about $170,000, right? And the reason why I say it's more luxury is because it has the soft closed doors versus oh, G Wagon, yeah. got to slam the door. Like it's got all of like the, you know, the crazy stuff that most luxury, like high end luxury cars have. This truck had it and the G Wagon didn't, which is why I didn't get that. But once again, I was at $200,000 a month mm-hmm. before I bought that truck. So that was a rule I put in place for myself. I would not buy anything outside of real estate that 
I didn't make per month. So those are like my few rules that if you follow that and you reinvest, you get a coach mm -hmm. and you just stick to the, the monthly rule, don't buy it until you make it per month. I really think that'll help you get way ahead of most people. <laughs> All right. So that's that's pretty much what I want to yeah, lay on. What, no, what you got for them? I mean, well, you know, and, and like I said, not I don't disagree with anything you said. So I think, you know, you should log those away. For me, I think because you talked about it first, you said, you know, you know, find somebody who's a mentor and pay for it. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, being a, at the time when I decided I wanted to be a real estate developer, it really wasn't easy i guess i'll say for me to to find somebody i saw as a mentor or role model right so right. i know a lot of people that are listening there they're like yeah but if this is what i want to do and i can't find somebody i mean the world now you know with with the internet and being online you can find somebody mm -hmm. now whether or not you can find somebody and then get them to coach you right. is is a different thing but um but but you know i also wanted to own and operate and run my own business right mm -hmm. and the business model that i wanted to do was one that was you know not necessarily a family business but a small business that had, you know, X number of employees, 10, 15 people, and was in this certain industry. And so what I what I did, and this is what I wanted to say, is you, either you pay the money, right, or you pay with time. Time, absolutely. And this is something that I just, I don't think we get this enough in terms of, like, somebody giving us this as advice. Mm -hmm. And then we definitely don't follow it enough. But if you look at people who are successful across the board in businesses, right, especially people who are starting businesses, like becoming, they, they leverage their experiences. Right. Right. And so for me, it's find a way to get access and get experience in certain ways, whether it's, you know, if you're a younger person, they'll call it an internship or whatever. Right. You do a shadowing, whatever. But like we're so eager to be like, well, they ain't paying me. I ain't showing up. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, Tay's done, I you know how many different conversations or probably whatever he talked about when he was working as a trainer, not getting paid for that exposure, that experience, that opportunity. Yeah. For me, you know, in a little bit of my story, you know, when I first started, I was like, I want to be in real estate. I want to be a developer. I want to have my own business. And people were saying, OK, well, do you really know what a developer does? <laughs> and they kind of looked at me kind of like, you say that's what you want to do. But they also were saying, you know, you got to find somebody to to help you, to coach you, to just right. expose you to what that is. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't necessarily resourceful enough to have the network. At the time, I didn't have the network to just like go directly to a developer and like, hey, take me under your wing. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are like probably telling themselves that like, yeah, well, there's somebody who I probably could ask, but why would they do it? So what I did, though, is, you know, I joined an organization. Right. So I joined the Urban Land Institute. Right. So it's an organization in, mm -hmm. in the land use space. Because I needed to grow my network, I needed that exposure. Right. But two after about a maybe about two or three years in that space, I was like, "Look, I need a mentor," and it wasn't something that was done there, but it was done in other places. And so, you know, I put my hand up and said, "I think we should create a mentor program." Mm -hmm. And then I put in my time and energy into working with others. Right, I didn't do it by myself, but work with others to create a program. Right. I created that program, and then I worked into having a mentor in that program. So when people, if you're if you're already in your negative headspace of saying yeah, but I can't, I can't, I want, I'm like, look, you gotta you gotta cut that out, right. right? So for me, it's it's to be resourceful, find a way to get somebody or some group or some institution or whatever to give you you know that type of coaching, that type of mentorship, mm -hmm. that type of exposure, right? And it doesn't have to always be money, 
you know, a lot of people they 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 talk about it. You know, we we write a lot of stuff off as soon as we see how much it costs. So okay, fine. You don't you don't you don't think you can come up with or it's not worth that much money. That's that's a problem you got to solve in your head. But two, okay, there's another way, right? You can go. You commit your time. You make time to do it. You build a, a system so you can get that. So that's one. It's definitely have to get access to that because you need a space where you can like study and understand somebody or ask direct questions mm-hmm. and get them answered and get almost that one-on-one type of attention if you want to really be serious about Absolutely. making strides. The second one is once you've got that advice, mm-hmm. <laughs> take that advice. Yes. Right? Don't ask for the advice. Because Tay talked about something that grinds his gears. I'm going to be really honest with you. Something that bothers me is when I've worked and moved my schedule around because I, I, I mean, because I want to help people, right? right. Um, one of the greatest things I find the most value in is having a conversation with somebody about a dream or a goal they had mm-hmm. and then talking to them. It can be however many months, days, weeks, whatever later. And they've either accomplished the goal or taken some step. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, like I'm not your parent or like, you know, but I'm proud now, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember when we talked about it and right. you took steps. So for me, it's it's taking that advice. And taking advice doesn't mean you always have to follow every single little thing, but taking that advice means you're, you absorb it, it informs you, you follow a path that was given to you yes. so that you yep. get further. Because again, not everything somebody tells you is gonna get you from point A all the way to the finish line or from the starting line to the finish line, but it should definitely get you further, especially if you're talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. And then, so now that you're taking the advice, the third thing, and Tay kind of highlight on this one, he mentioned reinvest. For me, it's, you gotta, you gotta like gain that confidence, right? Do it, accomplish something, become confident you can right. keep going. Because I think some people um, write stuff off as luck Right. And that's one of the worst things to do. You write <laughs> stuff that. off his luck. He's like, man, you know, I think I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, no, you you look like I'm trying to encourage you got a little further. Mm-hmm. OK, this is good. It's going well. It's like, yep. yeah, I think I just got lucky. I got lucky. And I'm like, yeah, lucky. Okay. Okay. Well, OK, go get lucky again. Then. Like whatever you <laughs> right. did, like go get lucky again. Yep. But like don't write off your successes. Like a lot of times we're it's like we're trying to find more negativity. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is like, you know, you got to you got to continue to stay positive. I honestly believe that. You know, reinvesting happens when you're positive. So Tay was saying, you know, reinvest. And from a money standpoint, yes, but I'm also saying that from a time standpoint, right? If you if you accomplish a goal and you whatever you got out of that, whether it's more time, more money, more resources, a better network, a new connect, whatever it is, like now gain that confidence, double down, reinvest that now because you're positive, keep moving forward. Right. And then the last step that I think is really easy is guess what? Repeat. Repeat because what Tay was saying was, hey, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to jump all the way to the end don't usually work well, right? right? If you're trying to play Monopoly and you're just trying to go ahead and just start the game by collecting two hundred dollars for right. you on your first roll, yeah. like you're already trying to play the game wrong, right. right? So you know, and I'm I'm a big I, I I will admit I struggle with this, right? I don't I don't do well with patience, right? I'm always trying to condense timelines for everything. Mm-hmm. I got that's why I probably have so much on my plate now. I drive my team crazy because I'm they're like, well, your schedule is kind of already full. I'm like, yeah, but I can move this and right. do this, and you know, I'm seeing their faces in in my head right now, and they're just shaking their heads, but. But I mean, we, if y'all could just see what it takes for us to even do these podcasts for y'all. <laughs> like, my man yeah. flies in and, like, within 24 hours, flies back out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, again, we committed to it, right? It's right. something we said we're going to do. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we we don't take that positivity and then repeat the process. And so, instead of jumping ahead, like, find a way to say, okay, I'm going to make this step. 
all right, cool. I accomplished that goal. All right. Now who is next? Like who is that other person or that other, that other like um, role model that I can start to model after and, and jump forward. Yes. And with the patience thing, you know, it's like I said, it's hard for me to digest it. But one of the things that I follow and, you know, when we talk about people that we would love to get mentored by, I'm Elon Musk is somebody that like mm-hmm. I, he mentors me even without knowing me because right. you I follow along. Right. And this is something we're encouraging you all to do. But he talked about how, he used to work so much more. Like his philosophy was he's just gonna work more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now he has an enormous amount of talents, right? The man might have like a photographic memory. <laughs> he had a lot of resources before he started some of his businesses we know him for now. But the things that got him going and the reason he's been successful is he believes in outworking people. Yes. And you know, Absolutely. that's something that your resources don't determine. Right. Right. Everybody got the same amount of hours in a day. If you are telling me, like he said, if you're going to work 80 hours a week and somebody else is working 40, you're getting twice as much done as them. Right. Every week, even if you're like far lagging behind, you can Mm -hmm. catch up and overcome them. Right. And Mm -hmm. so for me, my philosophy is, you know, people say you retire at 70. Right. Like aim for 70, 67, 70. I'm like, I'm just going to work so hard that by the time I get to 35, I should be able to retire. Retire. Now, will I retire? I don't know. I, I enjoy what I do. You know, I've right. been, I'm fortunate enough. I've shaped myself yep. to where I enjoy what I do, but I'm going to work Same. that hard. Right. And, you know, in terms of work career, really 40 by 40, I might be, I might be ready to call it quits <laughs> by 40. Cause you right. know, some of this stuff is like, all right, you know, but I want to build a team that can carry, you know, carry things forward. But that's mm-hmm. just my philosophy. So if you're repeating what you're doing, you will start to see that progress. You'll start to build upon it. So again, don't try to invent your own rules. Go get the rule book or go get somebody that, that coaches you. All of these great athletes and all these very successful people, everybody looks directly at the person. And we even idolize the person sometimes and give them like the sense of like they're an icon. Mm-hmm. But all of those reasons, they had a coach. Like there was somebody that was telling them things to do with before they were great. And even while they're great, <laughs> yeah. like they still get coaching. So to be at the bottom of the totem pole. And to some reason, think you don't need a coach. We got to shake that. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, you asking me, you looked yeah. at me and said something I was doing was something you you thought might be beneficial. And then when you get the advice, you just ignore it. Like, you got to take stuff humbly mm-hmm. and then put it into and put it into a practice. So I just think that's it. You know, and once you do that a couple of times, just like Tay said, you heard him. He mentioned coach is mm-hmm. right. He mentioned leveling up once. All right. This worked. I hit a point. I assessed again. It felt like I was playing. Get another coach mm-hmm. and get another coach. Keep learning. Get another coach. Yeah. Because as soon as you think you've done something, especially if you think you've done something too early, that's where a lot of people fall off. Yeah. A lot of people fall off. For me, it's just I just keep my head down and just keep doing. Because once you accomplish something, your goals should get bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. As you're repeating, just set bigger goals, right? So if somebody was talking to me about starting a business, I'm like, that's a great conversation. All right, now how is your business going to grow? How is your business going to be better? So repeat. And then set, assess and set bigger goals. Once you're doing that, Absolutely. I guarantee, like you said, you're on a path to do great things. No matter what you want to do. Like, that's agnostic. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. If you're following that, you're going to do some great stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say something about that. You know, before we close this, I got to say, I have to. It's very important that you understand why you have to pay someone for the coaching. It's not, you know, I, I hate this in our culture. It's like, Am I helping you buy that Mercedes? <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice pair of shoes, man. Did I buy those? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Like, we got to stop pocket watching for one. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because we miss out on a lot of value because we're worried about what somebody else is buying with no, their right. hard mm-hmm. earned money. Right. And as haters, because a lot of us are haters, I'll be honest. And I'm not going to say us because I ain't taking, I ain't putting myself in that boat. But a lot of our people are haters. And what we do is we look at people who have great things like, oh, he got a Lambo. I ain't giving you no money because you're going to use my money to buy another fucking Lambo. And I already didn't want you to have that one. Right. This is why this is what happens with us. Right. So for me, the reason why I came to a realization why it was important to actually pay for the coaching and pay somebody to to teach me is because you get invested. You get Mm -hmm. skin in the game to show up even when things get hard because it's going to be hard. It's going to be something that you do or that that's told to you by the coach. You're going to look at it and be like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And as adults, and here, here's what a lot of you all learned in like college. See, I didn't go to college. So a lot of y'all learned this in college. Your mama ain't there to wake your ass up to go to class. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody there to make sure your grades good. Your mama not whooping your butt. Your daddy not whooping your butt mm-hmm. if them grades not good. If they not good, you paid your money. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Get yeah. the hell out. Try again next year if you want a degree. So that, so but that's but the run thing. run that check again, it, Absolutely. <laughs> that's the thing. In the adult world, there's nobody to hold your hand. There's nobody to spank your butt when you're not showing up, when things get hard. There's nobody to keep you accountable, really. It's either you show up and do it. Or you don't get the results. That's it. So that the the replacement for mama spanking your butt or mama, maybe some of y'all see we grew up not so well off. So uh, mama didn't get mama. Daddy didn't give us no uh, allowance for good <laughs> grades. No, you go get them fucking good grades or I'm going to whoop your ass. That's it. But some of y'all got, got paid. It wasn't right. no care. It was Absolutely. <laughs> you just get whooped. Some of y'all got paid for yeah. good grades. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember being envious of the people who got I'm like, how you get money for straight A's? Damn it. So there's none of that, though. There's no incentive for showing up and doing what you got to do. So for me, once again, here's a rule to the game. You can choose to take it or not. For me, paying and being invested was one of the reasons that kept me doing things when they were hard. Mm-hmm. When it got hard, when it got, oh, I don't really want, I really don't want to wake up and do this. But I got five thousand dollars on yeah, the line. I invested. This is yeah, exactly. This is you know my what? I'm gonna make sure this happens. So that was something that was really helpful for me because I had skin in the game. And as you level up in your success levels over life, you're gonna notice skin in the game is something everybody wants to see before they do business with you. Everybody, mm-hmm. you get into real estate. I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> right? absolutely. How you much equity you got? Yes. Yeah. What have you done? If here? if he has a, a building or a project. That he wants, you know, some investors to come in and put money into it. They're going to ask him how much you got in it. How much skin you got in the game? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to give you money. And then if you lose it all, you don't get hurt by it. You're not incentivized now to make it work. Right. And to do the hard work. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if his money is in it and then he pulls somebody else's money into it. Well, if he don't follow through on his promises and that project doesn't get done. He gets losses. He gets hurt. Right. So skin in the game is always like a thing that people at the next level want to see. Hundred thousand dollars a year. They want to see it. Five hundred thousand dollars a year. They want to see it. Million dollars a year. They want to see it all the way up. 
So for those of you who are wondering, how do I get a big person's attention? How do I get somebody who's doing things that I want to do? How do I get their attention? Skin in the game. When we know you got skin in the game, it's like, hmm, okay, cool. You put skin in the game. Cool. I know now you're going to show up. And if you don't, at least I receive a payment for mm-hmm. showing for me showing up. Because when I show up, I'm going to give you my all regardless. Because that's most people who have made it to the next level. That's all they know. That's all we know is to show up and give a, give our best, you know, put your best foot forward. It's like my mom used to say. So we're going to show up, put our best foot forward. But one of the things that we've noticed over time is we put our best foot forward, coaching people or helping people for free. And then it becomes a waste of time because yeah. that person doesn't follow what we told them to do. So then it's like, well, what am I left with? Hot fucking air. Nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing at all. I just talked. But on the other end, when that person has skin in the game, it's like, all right, well, at least if you don't do what I told you to do, at least I I got some lunch money. Right. To me, five thousand dollars is lunch money. I'll be honest. So, <laughs> so, you know, if I showed up for an hour or two and I, I received five thousand dollars for it, I want you to actually follow my my advice because I think you can get way more than five thousand dollars out of what I taught you. But if you choose to go home and fuck off the advice I gave you. Well, I got lunch money. Come on, babe. Let's go out to eat. I go get fee. Come on, babe. Let's go out to eat. You know, at least he paid a nice little dinner for <laughs> us, you know, for a couple of weeks. We good. Right. So skin in the game has always been a big thing for me. And even on my side. So a lot of you are probably thinking, well, do you put skin in the game on things? Absolutely. For example, a lot of you are. You probably see uh, cameras on me right now. But, you know, I, you probably see I'm getting getting lean again. Right. And like, shit, he must have accomplished his goals. He, <laughs> he fucking lose weight now. That's right. My goals that I had set, they're starting to get accomplished. I've been able to put more time into my food mm-hmm. and working out. But guess what? I had to be kept accountable and I needed some skin in the game. What did I do? Well, I gave my coach two things. One, I, I hired someone who could help me, right? Vegan coach, vegan trainer. Even though I'm a vegan trainer, right? I know that's crazy. It's like, oh, Tay, you used to be the vegan trainer, right? Yep. And I hired a trainer. Why not? Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but because I need somebody to punch me in my damn mouth. Not literally, but, you know, keep me accountable. <laughs> like, hey, man, what the fuck you doing? Like, why are you eating all that food? <laughs> you still gaining weight. So I had someone keep me accountable and I paid him to do so. But not only that, what I was paying him or what he was charging wasn't enough for me. I was like, oh, you know, I'm supporting him. You know what? I'm going to go on over here and eat this food anyway. So what I did is I saw, I said, hey, I need to be more accountable. And I told him, I said, listen, if I don't reach this goal weight that I personally set and that, you know, is attainable. If I don't reach this weight, I owe you nine thousand dollars. I don't give a fuck how much money you make. Nine thousand dollars. It's a nice amount Mm -hmm. of money. Right. And literally that keeps me accountable. That's what makes me wake up and go, you know what? Follow that fucking diet because he ain't getting nine thousand dollars of my money. Right? <laughs> Not when it's something I can do. Not when it's something I, I can, can do. do. Yeah. No, absolutely. So when things get hard, man, that pizza look good. Nine thousand dollars. Okay. It ain't worth nine grand. <laughs> Let me go and get back to my diet. So it just keeps you accountable and it makes you show up. So this is, you know, this is my closing, you know, statement. If you follow these things, I really think they will help. If you find yourself having trouble with them. There are even accountability groups. They don't work the same. I don't Mm -hmm. think they keep you accountable, but there are groups out there. But honestly, I really think putting money or something that you really don't want to lose on the line makes you show up.
Any closing remarks? Yeah, so I'm going to pick up right where you left off because you were talking about accountability. And for me, you know, me and Tay talked about it, right? We may not be, I'm just going to flash it, we may not be the best people for your accountability. Mm -hmm. We can bring you the knowledge information, but we've got other stuff that's going on. But I do double down on this, and it's 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 a saying that's been put out there a lot. The five people you spend the most of mm. your time around, right, mm. influence and shape your life. Right. And so if there's reasons you're not accomplishing some of your goals, first of all, it's you. Full stop. It's <laughs> right. you. Accountability. But, but two, look at who you have surrounded yourself with, mm-hmm. right? If you're having a hard time trying to figure out what might be holding you back or why you're not accomplishing certain goals. You need to look at the people that are around you, right? Because we talked about these rules, mm-hmm. right? And not changing them. The people you surround yourself with impact your life. That's a Absolutely. rule. Don't think it's don't Absolutely. think it's not. Don't think you can, you know, have, you know, all all your friends or people that, you know, mm-hmm. don't make a lot of money. They when they do make money, they blow it on stuff that you personally you say you believe is not worth it. And they have a lot of bad habits. And right. you think you can spend a lot of time with those people and then some way somehow just elevate yourself so far away from that. Like you will have to naturally or purposely and intentionally distance yourself. I tell people now, one of my main pieces of advice is curate your circle, right? Pick the people you have around you because that's gonna determine your mindset, it's gonna determine your network and your resources, it's gonna make you and hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something for me when we're thinking about this, right? Don't try to change the rules. Like there's (laughs) stuff that's out there that tells you how to be successful, right? I don't care if you're somebody who thinks that you can take over the world right by doing it your way there's five or six or seven or eight examples of people who have done all the kind of things you're trying to do that honestly have probably shared what they do like Mm -hmm. racist people get asked often what did they do to find success and the things that have come up the most often are again the people you put in your in in your circle they read right they're constantly learning trying to figure out how to improve themselves Mm -hmm. a lot of them wake up early and I'm not even going to say you got to wake up early, but all the successful people I know, they wake up early. True. But time management, what are you doing with your time? Mm-hmm. And I think, again, following the rules, finding people that they know, know something they don't, leveraging the fact that they have tools they don't have, whatever it is, but make sure you're taking advantage of, and I don't mean take advantage of in any way, but like take advantage of people's time, energy, knowledge. Do it respectfully, like Tay was saying, you Mm -hmm. compensate people for what you're doing. Or even somebody like me, right? Like if I've already made the gesture of making time, like just taking action based off of the stuff that that has been suggested and coming back and showing progress, that's a reward, right? right? Like Tay said, he he said 5,000 is lunch money, right? Mm -hmm. If he, if $5,000, yeah, that's lunch money to him, right? But the fact if you follow what he's told you and he sees what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you're able to come back again and be like, yeah, well, I did what you said, I wanna talk to you again. And this time I can give you five or $10,000. Or this Mm -hmm. time I can just show you what I've done. Like there's a way to, you know, hold yourself accountable after these conversations. Right. For me, if I tell somebody I'm gonna do something, best believe I'm the next time I see them, I'm gonna have some type of progress report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm doing this. I'm doing <laughs> yep. that. Like some people I've talked to about stuff, man, they they get real quiet. They don't even <laughs> want to say nothing no more. And you know, but I, I just say right. it to say this, right? Because we're because we're closing out. I think you have a lot of ways that you can go about doing things. They all still follow certain rules. Mm-hmm. They all still follow certain practices that lead to success. So make sure when you're saying you want to do something, if you mean it, get the rule book out, right? 
start making sure you're following all those rules because if you're not you're not really putting you're not really putting your money where your mouth mm-hmm. is you know like Tay was saying you got to make sure you have that dedication and that discipline because you're it's there like excuses you know there are some real life excuses but the rules are still the rules. They didn't change on you. Right. You can't say you at a point now. Like, you can't say you didn't know them, mm-hmm. right? There's too many self help and success books and podcasts and things that people are doing to tell you that stuff. So just make sure you're locked in. Make sure you're moving forward. And honestly, when you have people like us, this resource and other resources, like value them. Like don't like they said, don't be a hater, right? <laughs> you know, because you wouldn't want somebody telling you that just because you got something nice that you don't deserve anything else. Exactly. So make sure exactly. you're not you're not bringing that negative energy to it. Be positive. Gain confidence. Keep moving forward. We're gonna be here to we watching you. We gonna mm-hmm. call you out. We are gonna tell you about yourself. So just follow the rules. Quit quit playing Uno the wrong way. <laughs> Quit trying to win Monopoly by cheating. Because yep. cause everybody in here that's listening to us, you know, you can stick yourself in your own little bubble. Somebody that either cheated or got cheated playing Monopoly mm-hmm. or some kind of game. Like, you don't, cheaters never win, right? But that's in the long run. Like, don't do that because you're cheating yourself. Just play by the rules, gain and build some discipline habits, take over the world. Because that's what we're doing. So we want to see y'all doing it too. Absolutely. I love it. That's a great way to close. I'm glad you mentioned. Let me say something real quick. You mentioned yeah. it. And I, I definitely, that was one thing I forgot, which I'm glad you mentioned, the five people that you're around. Oh, absolutely. That's so important because, uh, you know, I'll just say this. If you hang around five broke, capping ass people, <laughs> you're going to be the six broke, capping <laughs> ass person trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how it works. And this is one of the reasons why I've always told people, spend money when you go out for like hotels, especially for business, spend good money on a hotel so you're surrounded by other Mm -hmm. people who want nice hotels. These are people with money, right? You want to change your network, spend money to pay maybe in apartments where you live, spend that extra money, if you can afford it, to be around people who has a different thought process, right? I call it pricing out the fuckery. Right. Mm-hmm. So I won't live in certain places or, or like rent certain hotels or whatever because I'm pricing out the fuckery. If my hotel costs me a thousand dollars a night, I know ain't, ain't going to be too much fuckery there. All right. And the higher that nightly price goes, the less fuckery is going to be. Right. <laughs> no, I like that. Yep. So that's one of the reasons or one of the ways I've, we've been able to, mm-hmm. you know, operate and get in the networks and the circles we're in. So uh, with that being said, I got to talk to you some about off, off camera. You know, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, we, sir. We got a club we looking at right now. <laughs> so we'll save that for another podcast once we get in and let y'all know how it is. But other than that, this has been the Get to the Bag podcast. Of course, with another Money Monday with me and my man E. Hey, we here. We here to help. Y'all just keep tapping in and we got you. All right. Other than that, if you have any questions, any topics, leave a five star review. Leave it in a review. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.